Hello and welcome to a toast a whore. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And we are doing a second Christmas special. So you're welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> there are two types of people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did this did this movie get you in the Christmas spirit? Uh it gave it made me happy that i was never in a sorority it gave me a cheer in that way guys today we're gonna be talking about black christmas from 1974 it is super christmasy Mm -hmm. because you know um as there is life with christmas with the birth of jesus for all of you christian celebrating people there's also death in black christmas and the killing of sorority girls i really fail to see the connection oh it's there <laughs> how you went from one to the next it's there i thought, I thought you had a plan there like you were gonna wrap it all up nice and neat nope. no i never have a plan <laughs> Uh, much like this podcast. Yes. Never, never have a plan. <laughs> never. <laughs> a, a vague outline. <laughs> you roll that YouTube music and just see what comes out of our mouths. My favorite is whenever you can hear the clicks Um, whenever I'm playing it back. Like, you know, for all of you who's listening out there, like you can hear my clicks of the volume button because that's how <laughs> professional this is. Having said that, not to toot our own horn, but the sound quality is a lot better than some a lot of the podcasts out there. Oh, that's for good. two like Doshmos. Yeah. I'm used to listening to podcasts that are like produced by Matt Gorley and you know, that's they're like, pretty bomb. The creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. Of course. So Black Christmas. Black Christmas. You had seen this before yes just once but it's a cult classic okay what is this your first time watching black christmas it is my first time watching black christmas what did you think oh i hated it okay a hundred percent because it was scary there were some disturbing images there in there that got to me um, so I, the, the scary images, mm, yeah, not a good thing. I think one time when I was little, I was watching a probably inappropriate movie, as we said before, where someone was killed, like, and you watch their face close up as they were suffocated with like a piece of cling wrap. So like this movie brought up a lot of that trauma. Was it charade with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant? I don't think so. Okay. That's a good question. But no, this one was like a long, prolonged, like, guy, like, clawing out his face, like, uh, uh. Because I was going to say, like, oh, Charade's not that bad. They just find him. Right. Right. No. Yeah. No, this was, uh, you you see it from start to finish. Roger. Oh, hello. We got a cat. I see a little tail peeking up. Yeah. I will say, I find this movie to be slow. Like, it drags at certain points for me. 
Uh-huh. I uh, the beginning is so fast and then there's like 45 minutes in the middle where I'm like All right. All right, let's go. Come on. Can you pinpoint the point where it slows down for you? I think after Mrs. Mac dies. Okay. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. It's kind of like, as no, not as soon as the one girl's dad shows up, but soon I was, after. I was just going to say that because I was wrestling with myself. Is it when the dad shows up or is it when after Miss, Mrs. Mac dies? And I think it's when Mrs. Mac dies because I, I really enjoyed her character. <laughs> I did, too. She was yeah. my, she was my MVP. <laughs> And maybe who I'll be in like 40 years if I start chain smoking now. I think you'll be more highbrow than Sherry. Thank like you. Like the drink. You're welcome. I don't think I've ever had Sherry. Have you? I believe I have. And it's not good. I just like it in crab bisque. Uh-huh. Is that the same thing? I don't know, because there is cooking sherry, but I'm pretty sure like it's like cooking wine. It's not going to be the same. Anytime I think of sherry, like the drink, I think of Professor Trelawney, like stuffing those sherry bottles like in her trunk and like all of them <laughs> tinkling around. Like, I don't know. She was always <laughs> wasted on sherry. I think that was in the fifth book. I don't even remember that. I'm not going to lie. I haven't gotten to the fifth book yet, but I am finishing The Prisoner of Azkaban in my reread. It's been a few years. Okay. Quite a few. Probably like five. Are you still enjoying it as much as ever? Um, One and two were hard. Okay. But The Prisoner of Azkaban is always just amazing. The second book was always bad. Yeah. I it- mean, the worst one of the seven, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I remember liking number one, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one is so fast and easy. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so fast-paced. It's like, this happens, this happens, this happens. Not if you're reading it with my kid. I gave that thing up. Like, eight pages in, she wasn't letting, letting Dursley's face go or something. I was like, we're done. Well. We'll try again next year. I remember you said she was asking too many questions. There was a lot of questions, but not like, okay, asking questions. It's great when you're reading, right? It's part of the comprehension process. You should ask yourself questions and make predictions. But it was like questions about shit that doesn't matter. And I guess, you know, six-year-old, what are you going to do? Harry Potter is probably a little bit beyond. I'm trying to think. I think I read, I think I started reading it when I was nine. And then I took like a break in the middle of two because two was so boring. And mm-hmm. then Prisoner of Azkaban came out and then I like picked it back up and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then had to pre order like all the rest of the books. <clears throat> a trend that has continued to this day. Oh, the yeah. Series that you like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pre-ordered Crescent City, pre-ordered Iron Flame. I tried to already pre-order. <laughs> the did you third- seriously? I did, but it's not it's not available. Uh, I tried to pre-order the book three of like the um, fourth wing, yeah, Empyrean yeah. series. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Empyrean. It sounds Empyrean. good to me. Yeah, 
Okay. Drink time. Get to it. Do you want to give us the facts first or should I get down to the drink? I want the drink real bad. Okay. So this drink um, we got from our friend over at Cinema Sips. It is called the Black Christmas. Isn't it called the Mac Attack? It is called the Mac Attack. Sorry. For Black Christmas. No, that's okay. I scrolled too far to see the ingredients and I got to Black Christmas. Um, it is one and a half ounces of apple spiced rum. She specifically points out Largo Bay apple spiced rum. But if you're just going to the liquor store on a daily basis, you'll be lucky to find any kind of apple spiced rum. We're just using spice drum because we don't do special orders. Mm-mm. Um, one ounce apple cider, which I think it's super weird that the giant eagle um off of 19 carries Sorgel's apple cider and the giant eagle off 228 carries tracks apple cider. That is strange. Mm-hmm. Which one yeah. did you get? I got the tracks. Okay. Because Crumble had some great looking cookies this week and I had to stop there on the way. Okay. Finish telling me about the drink, then tell me about Crumble. Okay. A fourth ounce lemon juice, a dash of Angostura bitters, which I just realized I forgot to put in, and ginger beer. And I even made my third trip down to the basement to get the Angostura bitters because I kept forgetting shit down there and I was so pissed and then I forgot to put it in. Um, Yeah. So it, it's a lovely looking drink. The color is beautiful. It is. So. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. That's nice. I was worried because I'm not a rum fan. It's very light, though. Mm-hmm. The ginger beer offsets it in such a way. I hate to say this because you're going to be mad, but I also think the Angostura adds. Yeah, you I'll get it. In. I'll get it for the next drink. I can't believe I fucking forgot that. Stop it. She's attacking my arm. That bitch. <sighs> Not as bad of a cat as Claude. <laughs> Don't you remember Claude? I remember Claude. It took me a minute to shift from Harry Potter. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, Claude wasn't a bad cat. He was just a Preoc- cat. He was preoccupied he- with the dead body. Who wouldn't be? I would be. Yeah. So before we... Let me... Crumble cookies. Yeah. Uh, Regular chocolate chip, whatever. But then they had a chocolate raspberry truffle delicious a twix shortbread which is okay oh yeah i was disappointed um a lemon poppy seed i was really wondering about that but the lemon filling scared me it's a thin layer in the middle so it's well balanced it is well balanced i wouldn't miss it but it doesn't make me not like it okay and those are the those were the four we got. I didn't go the gingerbread cake put because the Costco gingerbread like cakes that we got like scarred us. And then the chocolate crumble cake. No. But the chocolate raspberry truffle is delish. Yeah. So. Um oh, so I will say I remember we were gonna do a taste test and then I forgot about it. 
I do think I like Trax Farms apple cider better than Sorgles. I think Sorgles is a little too sweet. So I will give you Trax apple cider being regular better than regular Sorgle apple cider. But if you get Sorgle honey crisp apple cider, different level. Huh. You did tell me that there was a honey crisp one and I didn't try that. I just got what was ever at Giant Eagle. Yeah, you have to go specifically to Sorgles and get the honey crisp one, I think. Maybe next but- year I'll ask you if you go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we skipped out this year. I think we got it when we were picking out pumpkins last year. It's delicious and I love it. Dude, so. I passed Sorgles and it was madness. Madness. It's insane. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah. The traffic at that light, it it was crazy. Was it before Halloween, like prime pumpkin picking time? It was like October 6th. Yeah. All right. So. Facts and summary. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Okay. Black Christmas, 1974. What a time. Always love the fashion. Oh, my gosh. This movie was only an hour and 38 minutes. It felt so long. It felt really long. I thought it was at least two hours. It did feel long. Because I was like, okay, 137 minutes minus credits. It's like an hour and a half. It's going to be like super quick. Mm-hmm. And then like the credits were a minute long and I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this stars Olivia Hussey, Care D'Elia, who's creepy turtleneck, um, Margot Kidder, John Saxon is the lieutenant. Uh, Mrs. Mack is Marianne Waldman and Phil is Andrea Martin. And that's kind of like the big players in this. Um, It's directed by Bob Clark and written by Roy Moore. Oh, roll right in there. Summary. All right, let's do it. Um, I think this movie is actually pretty easy to summarize Mm -hmm. it's a sorority gearing up for christmas time and they're being um terrorized by a prank caller who ends up being a stalker and killing people in their sorority house yeah solid solid summary thanks i was really confident one one of them had to be good (laughs) there are 200 one of them you had to hit with one odds (laughs) odds were fair (laughs) um so we gonna start off with the villain in this one. Yes, I think I think villain and hero both are pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the villain. I guess his name is Billy. I don't know. I don't know. I think he he might just be stalker. Yeah. When I was reading the facts they referred to him as Billy. So that's why I would just go with Billy. Okay. That's why I did it. But if you want to go stalker, I'm also comfortable with that because he is a legit crazy person. Yes. So who knows if that's his actual name or not? He needs a lot of care. Yeah. Okay. I am 100% ready. Give me all your thoughts. Okay. Okay. So 
this is definitely a slasher, right? We're mm-hmm. agreed. Mm-hmm. Slasher movie. Slasher. One of the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, the one thing I did like about how this movie portrayed the villain is that you were never quite sure who the villain was. And I thought that was well done. Cause up until like five minutes before the end, I was convinced it was Peter. A hundred percent. Cause he is a total psycho. He is a total psycho. Yeah. And they, they, did that small little hint that it wasn't Peter by showing the killer's eyes who had brown and Peter had blue, but I, that was so fast. I never picked up on it. I paused Did- it. I paused it to, st- well, because I paused it to see if I could see the killer's face in the shadow. Gotcha. And you can also see the brown eyes in that shot. I think it's when he's standing with that unicorn and like you can yeah. see him a little bit. So I paused it and examined. So the first time you watched it, did you pick up that it wasn't Peter? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So were you convinced it was him? I wasn't convinced because I feel like it had the makings of a red herring. Okay. Yeah. And you had that, but everything just him coming down the stairs after that call. But um, every kicking in the glass window on the door is like, what kind of fucking psycho is? Why are you doing that? His demeanor didn't act like he thought she was in trouble. It was just like, oh, I want to see her. Let's break this glass. He definitely if he would have lived, he would have definitely done some bad shit. Oh, yeah. He was going to, like, take her and lock her up in a basement somewhere forever. Yeah. I completely agree. Bad things were coming with her relationship with him. The reason, the first time around, the reason I talked myself out of him being the the killer, it's because he was in that recital. And, like, they show the killer, like, in the house kind of the whole day. Yeah, they do. So much so that I was I was talking to Bernard and I was like, look, there's a shadow right there. Mm-hmm. How are they not seeing him? It's right there. And he was like, maybe they just were really bad with the cameraman shadows. And I was like, maybe because you can clearly see there's someone in the background right no, there. I think that's intentional. It is intentional. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But oh, I didn't pick up on the whole recital thing either. Maybe I was just, I'm just taking things at face value too much. I'm not quite sure. I, I I don't know. It's definitely strange. And I couldn't really quite tell how long, like what's the length of time? Is this like a day? Is this like two days? Like he, I think so. He grabs her I, at night and then it ends like the next night. I, yes, because I think he kills his first girl that one night and her dad's there to pick her up the next day. And then everything goes down by the end of that day, right? Right. Yeah. So it's very fast. 
So I know we're supposed to be talking about the villain here, and I feel like part of the reason why we're not concentrating on Billy is because we don't know a lot about him. We know he's a psycho. He is killing people. He's a stalker. He knows how to get in and out of the house, which leads you to believe that he's been watching these girls for quite some time. And he seems to have a troubled past from the phone calls. Um, one of the facts did say, just because this pertains to this, that someone wrote a novel based on the movie that went into the history of Billy more. So you can kind of figure you learn why he is the way he is in that book. Okay. So if anyone's interested out there, good luck because apparently there aren't a lot of copies and they're hard to find. (laughs) (laughs) I am a person who doesn't like to, I don't want to say this. I don't want to use my imagination to create a backstory. I want to be told. So Mm -hmm. like, we don't know this guy's motive. We don't know, mm-hmm. like you said, we can assume because he knows to get how to get an out. He's been stalking them for a while. He's been looking at them, obsessing over them. But we don't know. So instead of that middle chunk of time when they have that weird search party and then Peter's and his piano recital, they're talking about kids and babies and abortions and marriage. I would have preferred to see more of the stalker and his life rather than that junk but if they did that i think it would have taken the mystery over whether or not it was peter away so i feel like it was intentional they want that element of surprise there at the end of the movie fair yeah i did write that down because i I don't know at this time was there ever a movie like this where it was from that pov of like the stalker and well, Allison, I'm glad you brought that up Oh, because the facts said that many people think this is the first movie that did that. Wow. However, it's not. It's the second. Oh. Um, Peeping Tom from 1960, another one of the quote unquote first slasher films, takes the killer's point of view. It's on my list. And I'm actually shocked it's not on like my top horror movie poster, like my scratch off poster, but it is on my list to watch that one. Well, maybe we'll get around to it one day. Putting it in my podcast movie suggestions. Ooh. Look at you having lists on your phone all organized. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have 70 horror movies in our future. (laughs) We're going to be doing this forever. (laughs) How many of them are post-2015? Probably like 20. All right. But that's your job. I just have them. Just in case. Just, you just got in them case. in your back pocket. I do. <coughs> okay. I, I mean, I guess, are we done with the villain? Like, I hate to. Uh, s- <sighs> I, I, I think so. But his methods of killing oh. are, are varied. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have. Pickles. Pickles. Hi, buddy. So, 
we can't really talk that he has one way of killing because he doesn't. He's just good at it, I guess. He's good at using his surroundings <laughs> to commit murders. I mean, one could argue that he went in there not knowing what was going to happen. And that might be why he never left. You just don't know. What do you mean? Like, did he go into the house with the intent to kill or did he just want to get closer to the women? And then just started killing them? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't know. I mean, like, I feel like he killed Claire a little bit because she discovered him. I don't know. It was like opportunity. And then he liked it and kept going? Yeah, maybe. I guess Mac... Miss Mack could have been like the fear of discovery Mm -hmm. because she saw the body and then the other two were just kind of like he liked it so he kept doing it. The one thing I want to ask you is do you think in the movie a little girl's gone missing and she was killed? Do you think he killed the little girl? I was going to ask you the same question because I don't know and I feel like signs point to no. She doesn't fit his M.O. Victim profile. His victim profile. Yeah. Like she's quite young compared to the other. And she's outside of his hunting grounds. Yeah. Does the timeline even make sense? I don't. I don't know. We see him enter the house the night before. When was the girl killed? We never find out. They just find her body. Yeah. The mom says that she was supposed to come home in the afternoon and she never did. Oh, so that doesn't fit the timeline. I don't think it does because did he ever leave the house? Right. I would say he didn't. I agree. So just a coincidence. Yeah. Another red herring, maybe? Perhaps, yeah. So, there you go. He's exonerated of that murder. <laughs> Good for <By> him. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to throw a wrench in our whole plan because he did kill that cop in the police car. Was that also fear of discovery? Oh, but leaving the house. I see. I see yeah, I see. leaving the house. So. Okay. Well, he's he could have. We need more evidence. Mm-hmm. We need the 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 coroner's report. There's not enough signs to convict right now. No, for sure. Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> Regardless, he he he'll be done for the rest of his life if he's caught. Mm. We'll get there. Okay. Thoughts. Okay. I can't wait because I don't have any really. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? So while I found this movie slow, I can understand why people like it so much. I think in terms of the horror perspective, it is very original. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the camera perspectives and like the wobbling and, mm-hmm. you know, the, like I said, the POVs. And it's like a mystery, you know? There's a lot left to your imagination, which I said I don't care for, but I know a lot of people like that. Well, and and the plot twist in there, a couple plot twists, actually. 
I think, and it does keep you guessing. And I think the the heroine is a she's badass. Mm, mm-hmm. She knows what she wants. She doesn't let people tell her no. She's gonna go for it. She tries to rescue her friends. I I, I do think the hero in this movie is a good one. I agree, and I hate to say this. Jess is Jess her name? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, her accent drove me a little crazy. Why? Peter, Peter, why are you doing this? Like, I just couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. But it wasn't a fake one. It's like a real accent. I know. And maybe I'm just jealous of her hair. I mean, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Perfect skin, perfect hair. I just think she's a gorgeous woman. Agreed. <clears throat> um, yes, yeah, so she is for sure the hero. I was surprised though. I did think it was gonna be Margot Kidder. I thought Margot Kidder was gonna get her shit together and that she was going to take the guy down. She was tough to like. <laughs> she didn't bother me at all. Oh! She kind of drove me nuts. Why? What I I thought she was a bit much. Um, like whenever she's telling the cop that her phone number starts with fellatio. That was the one time where I was like, okay, this is a serious situation, and you're being weird about it. And I didn't like whenever she went on about the turtles fucking for three days in front of that bereft dad. I was annoyed by the dad. <laughs> I was fine with it. I was like, what is this guy still doing here? Go away. <laughs> the kid's not here. I mean, she is, but she's not here. <laughs> Quit hanging out at the sorority. Go home. I, yeah. I don't know. She rubbed me the wrong way. I thought she was kind of a weird, like, she she needed help, too. She needed to stop the drinking. I mean, what 22-year-old just drinks bourbon meat? <laughs> all um, day all day it's the holidays christmas <laughs> and also these 20 to 22 year olds looked 40 oh my god yeah i think the youngest of them was 27 so yeah i'm pretty sure someone was like 33 to 36 somewhere around there. <laughs> that guy playing the santa about him <laughs> i saw his face and i just started laughing immediately i'm like this guy's in college yeah right <laughs> he looks like uncle when uncle was yes! like you said 40 <laughs> yes he did <laughs> it was too much <laughs> and i did you're not coming up here you're not I did enjoy, too, how he's, like, swearing freely around the kids when he's Santa. <laughs> I I, I yeah. didn't get any of the quotes down. I'm pretty sure he was drunk, too, while he was doing that. Yeah. Oh, another thing that Margot Kidder did that was unforgivable to me was she was giving alcohol to, like, a six-year-old. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was real bad. That was real bad. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. No, oh, no. let her up on the bed. No. 
No. She wants to be cozy. Did you see the pictures? Oh, it's so cute. Oh, let her on. <laughs> this one with her by the microphone is so stinking cute. Yeah, it is. So hero. Is it I mean it's pretty clear cut, you know? It is. But I mean I think we talked about like why we like her, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of her like standout characteristics is that she goes against the grain. She's pregnant. She's talking about she's openly talking about an abortion in the seventies, which is not that well heard of. Um She's standing up to her boyfriend. I don't remember if she broke up with him exactly or tried to break up with him. I, all she said was, I don't want to marry you. And I'm also was unsure whether he had two girlfriends. Was she like the other woman? Where, or did I misread that? I, I don't. I didn't get that impression to what are you referring to? Like, was there an, like a did he say something? I thought that first time he called on the phone, there was talk about like, I just got back in town, but I can't see you because of whatever my girlfriend until later. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it could just be that I wasn't observant enough. Yeah, but like I said, I could just be wrong. So, okay. Um. And I, I know that you said this too. Um, the fact that she, like, the cops tell her to leave the house and she mm-hmm. can't leave her friends. She can't. She can't. I think it was dumb of her. What would you do? I don't know. I think I would have gone up to check. She was screaming real hard and there was no response. I think I would need to see it to like be able to forgive myself later. You're saying that as someone who has identified herself as a freeze. Yeah, no, but you talked me out of it. Okay. (laughs) You're not a freeze anymore. (laughs) You're welcome. There you go. Let's bring that back. <laughs> Man, this drink is so good. I could have like five of them. They just go down smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad she grabbed a weapon. Mm-hmm. She didn't freeze when she saw him. I just think it's clear after she screams for them, they're done. Like... You just got to go. It's one of those you don't know what you're going to do until you're actually living it, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. It would have helped if they had known there was already dead bodies in there. But <laughs> I, yeah. technically, they still don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is amazing. How long does it take? I... It is probably the worst police department in the history of the United States. Possibly the world. Can we just segue into foolish decisions right away? Do you want a new drink first? 
I, I feel like we're just rolling. And so many of my foolish decisions are the cops. I don't know if it's foolish decisions so much as unbelievability. Like a lot of this movie is just fucking unbelievable. I said it. I need I stand by it. more information. How Mac died. Come the fuck on. It defies the laws of physics. It does. He swung a hook at her. First of all, that hook was not in the best of shape. Okay. How dull is that hook? Then she's like halfway up the stairs. She looks to the side. By all accounts, it should hit her right here. Instead, somehow it goes down under her chin, hooks through her mouth, and lifts her up instead of hitting her in the side and like just knocking her out. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because it was also moving at the speed of a snail. But apparently she didn't have time to duck. She was just like, oh, look, a hook. She's wasted. (laughs) She's wasted. That's Sherry. Yeah, she's just wasted. Listen, she's brushing her teeth with Sherry. (laughs) Antiseptic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She looked like she had really bad breath. Those teeth. Well, when you're brushing your teeth with Sherry out of the toilet bowl, like out of the toilet tank. Hey, that t- that water's safe to drink. I that's what I hear. <laughs> Let's try it out. You go. <laughs> um, yeah, I just that her death was completely unbelievable. And I will give you like she saw the body and she froze. She saw Claire, and she couldn't move because she was just staring at it. That hook, no way. No way is it hooking under her chin and lifting her up through her mouth. Nope. It hits her side of her head, maybe knocks her out. Can I ask a question? Please do. So somebody's saran wrapping your head. Is it just the shock that prevents you from From like like clawing it? Yeah. I don't know. Or is it like industrial strength, cling wrap, glad strongest <laughs> saran? I'm not sure. Because I Because you could think if you even like inhale and get get yeah. it between your teeth so you can like yeah. cut it, like your teeth are sharp. Yeah. If they can chew like bite an ear off, they can Chew through a plastic bag or cling wrap. Yeah. I don't know. I love that you went to, if they can bite an ear off. <laughs> I don't know why, but Mike Tyson came to mind. That's very funny. I like that. I'll ask Bernard what he thinks on our way down on, on, on break time. Saran. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that wasn't even saran wrap that Claire got killed by. It was like dry cleaning bag. And her whole body was in it. And unless he might have been holding her arms down, though, I don't remember. Because he might have been like, I don't know, because like her whole body was in it. So you would think, yeah, just poke a hole. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, nope, you go. Either way, she's in a bad situation. Yeah. What were you going to say? This might be before the time of like 
all of these tips and tricks for self-defense. But you would think your own survival instincts kick in at some point. I don't know. Me either. I hope I never know. Yeah. Yeah. Whole story. We're watching the end of this yesterday. Mm -hmm. And my kid has just been like, she doesn't fall asleep until like 945 or 10 right now. I don't know if it's Christmas or what. And she goes, mom, mom. I'm like, yeah. Downstairs, pause the movie again. She's like, who closed my door? We were like, you did. She goes, no, I didn't close my door. Who closed my door? We are like, you did. No one else is up there. She goes, how do you know someone else isn't here? And that went on for like five minutes. So I was real creeped out going to sleep yesterday because. Do you ever bring up the old ladies under the bed again? Uh-uh. Haven't, hasn't brought those up. No. Nope. Hmm. Yep. Check in the attic for Billy. You don't think you can get out of our attic like you could get out of that one. That was a very weird attic. Uh-huh. Just the fact that it's just a weird cubby hole. And I think the door opened from like the inside of the it, attic. Yeah. That's not normal. Uh-uh. That house had a lot of problems. It did because Claire's closet also really confused me. Uh-huh. Because what was behind it? It looked no, it looked like a giant room behind there. I saw that. I just figured it was an adjoining bedroom, but I don't know. My thought went to crawl space. That would also be terrifying. And the closets upstairs in this room and um the green mm-hmm. spare bedroom. There's crawl spaces in in the closets, but we have them bolted shut. Yeah. So keep them that way yeah i actually like we do store stuff in them and i always worry that whenever i open it uh, that there's gonna be a raccoon in there (laughs) (laughs) i can see that like a mouse or a a bat or something yeah get into all kinds of spaces they can or squirrel yep all right so i just long story short mrs mac's death didn't cut it for me okay you didn't have a problem with it. I mean, before you said anything, no. But now that you did, it's it's very unfeasible. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I could ruin that one for you. Yep. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> ruin away. Like I said, this movie, I can understand why people really like it. I, I, I do think it's unique, different, well thought out, well shot. It's just not for me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me a give me a foolish decision you have. Okay. I'm going to focus on the cops. I um, love that. The policeman trying to write off every disappearance as, you know, that's just a girl being a girl. Oh, she's she's run off with a boy. Oh, well, she hasn't done this before. Well, she's she's doing it now. It was one step away for does she have PMS? She on her period. Oh, they get hysterical, you know? That's right. <laughs> you never know what those uteri will drive them to do. 
<laughs> All right, you give me a foolish decision. I was shocked that these calls had been going on for a while and they had never called the police. Like, this wasn't like, hey, is your refrigerator running? These calls are obscene. Whenever he said pretty pig, C-U-N-T. Yeah. I was like, oh, my. My mouth dropped. Yeah. Call the police immediately. Yes. I was, to be fair to the police, when they actually did tell them about the phone calls, how serious they took them was shocking to me. I think they only did that, though, because of the miss. Like, the girl, like, not only did Claire go missing, but then that dead body showed up. And I think that's what drove them. Because I don't. Like you said, they shouldn't have waited that long. And I mean, maybe they're worried about this Joker Nash that's like handling the desk, you know, at the police station. Doesn't know what fellatio is. Oh, my God. But like you say the words that this person is telling you over the phone. Mm-hmm. It's going to get their attention. Um, What is another one you have? Um, And I mean... I, uh, this has to do with Claire's death. If I'm her and there's weird noises, like after it it happened immediately after that um, prank call, like, aren't you going to be freaked out and get somebody else to like, be like, Hey, do you hear anything? Do you see anything? Did she chalk it up to Claude the cat? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's my only defense against that. Okay. How long? And this is this was weird to me. Like the front door is broken; it doesn't close, and you don't fix it. However, that's not how the killer is getting in. <laughs> so, like, it's so dumb not to have it fixed, but at the same time, it wouldn't have saved them. But then, at the end, when Olivia Hussey is trying to get out, it was sticking. Right. And I had a huge problem with that. Yeah. They're like, the you know, the door's broken. It doesn't close. But now it won't open. Consistency. Continuity. That's it. Continuity, people. Come on. Mm-hmm. I, I had a problem. I was like, she should have been able to run right out of there because that door's always open. Nope. Not this time. I was mad. Yeah. I had another really good one. Oh, Okay. After all of this bad shit's happening, wouldn't you want to all sleep in the same room or stay in the common area in a well-lit place? And yep. they're just like, I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. Yep. And it's a big house. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can chalk it up to is that, like, they're young, so they don't think anything can touch them. So they have like this kind of invincibility thing going on that they're just like, oh, well, this is weird, but it's not going to affect me really. So that but it's still dumb. It's the like splitting up when you're looking for clues somewhere. Someone's not coming back. So, they, and guess what? They didn't. Yeah. And they all died. They all died. Oh. 
I have. They didn't tell the police about the call down twice. <laughs> really bothered me. But again, uh, the policeman tells Barb to shut up. And at that point, he should not have been telling Barb to shut up because she's actually reporting a crime. I think that's why she did the fellatio thing. I think it was in retaliation. You just never tell a woman to shut up. Well, yeah. Or just anybody reporting a crime. It's just bad. Bad vibes. Shouldn't you be like a little compassionate? Try. <laughs> Try. Nah. She's on her period. <laughs> She's hysterical. Um... Again, like to me, this is foolish, but it ended up not having anything to do with the killer. Remember? Well, it could have. Okay. So Joss is on the phone with the police and something that the stalker said on the phone call struck her. Like he talked about the baby and said something verbatim that Peter had said. And the police said, wait a minute, you we're struck by something. Why? What did he say? Why did it upset you or bother you? Whatever. And she lies and says, no, nothing. What? Why are you lying about that? You're obviously afraid for your life. Either they're going to find Peter sooner and exonerate him, or they're going to realize that the stalkers inside the house sooner. If you're being honest. Yeah. So that, that was really fucking dumb. And I was angry about that. I agree. Very bad. I thought, and again, doesn't have anything to do with the killer, but it's just bad. They opened up the door for those weird dudes holding guns. There was multiple bad decisions going on there. Like, who gave these guys the authority to walk around with guns, like doing a house-to-house search? Oh, it's a search party. As far as I know, those don't happen with guns. They happen with flashlights and walkie-talkies. <laughs> Maybe a bell or a, like a rape whistle? That's what Criminal Minds taught me. <laughs> yeah, not shotguns to every Joe Schmo in town. Yep piggybacking off of that that's when they realized that all the windows and doors were unlocked (laughs) (laughs) let alone the fact that it's december it's probably pretty chilly out because they're all wearing winter stuff yep killers on the loose they're being stalked obscene phone calls nope it's different times different times but that's what I was saying like you were talking about oh they're young they think they're invincible I mean this is the time of hitchhiking this is the time of you know no cell phones and like I'm that age I'm like checking the back of my car I'm looking behind me when I'm walking Mm -hmm. home like Mm -hmm. on campus you know so Mm -hmm. I think it's just different times your head's like constantly moving checking out your surroundings today I went to Giant Eagle there was a guy in the vestibule just standing there in a hat. And like, I stared him down. I was like, Mm-mm, not this girl. Turns out he was the guy ringing the bell for donations outside. 
And he was just trying to get warm. You're not giving him any of your fucking money. Not this girl. Not my fucking money. <laughs> I just walked by with my head down. I was like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yep. Like where we are. Yeah. Bad, bad times. Mm-hmm. You can't trust anybody. I only have one more fullest decision that counts. And then I have unbelievabilities. Okay. But it, it just goes back to her going up the stairs for Barb and Phil. That's nope. your foolish decision? Yeah. I would have done it too, I think. Mm. I feel like you got to know or else it's going to, like I said, you're going to, it's going to torture you. Uh, Do you want to, do you want to make a new drink before your unbelievabilities? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll probably have to like get going though when we get back. Okay. That sounds fair because we have been talking for an hour. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't know where the time, I mean, it's good conversation. Great conversation. (laughs) All right. I'll be right back. Yeah. Did you remember the Angostura? I sure did. Good. Curious to hear if you think that makes a difference. Yeah, I am too. Makes no difference. Respect- How many drops do you think go in when you put yours in? I I mean, it's a heavy dash. Okay. So it's like a little like it's like a little jizz. It's like <laughs> it's right, more so than I a drop. Two drops. Okay, no, mine was in. more. Okay, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I need to. I need to get a spurt rather than a couple. Thank drops. you. That's the word I'm looking for. Rather than jizz, I'm looking. <laughs> a spurt came out. <laughs> it's still sexual. <laughs> still sexual. Alrighty, talk to me. Rattle through your unbelievabilities real quick. That ending when the police get there, one, they allow Jess to stay in that house. It's a crime scene. She's not going to be allowed in there. Hospital immediately. Uh Uh-huh. They didn't search the entire house. What the fuck? Yeah. Same. No way, right? Right. I, yeah. My my thing was, how long is that body going to stay? Like, how, both bodies. Like, how long until the smell is so bad that they have no choice but to go up and look and see what's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's why I think that she would have been out immediately. Like, yeah, she needs to go to the hospital. But even then, like, they would search that house top to bottom getting evidence. That house would be full of people for at least the next 12 hours. Yep, And I know technology is different, blah, blah, blah. But they're still, I think they still like dusting for prints and shit back then. You got to, you would take pictures and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So that part. um, And then they just leave her alone. Everybody out. She had one guardian. uh, On the porch. Like. Wild. Which I, I guess, you know, they they thought it was Peter. They thought it was done. Because she hadn't woken up yet to give them the full story. So they just leave. They just leave. 
No one waits for her. But she doesn't know what the full story is. I think she thinks that's Peter, too. She never got a good look at the guy. Because mm. she thought that's why she killed Peter. She thought Peter was the bad guy. Wouldn't they still want to hear that from her? Like, what if she's just in shock and the stalker killed him and draped his body on her? I don't think that's what happened. But it's possible. <laughs> I think it's possible. Okay. Um, and then another unbelievability with that, Claire's dad is just chilling in the room. What is he police now? Like, how is he allowed there? And then he, like, faints and they carry him out and they're just like, oh, got to get this guy to the hospital. What about the fucking pregnant girl? Still, they just <laughs> pumped her. They just pumped her full of sedatives and just set her down. Sleep it off. You'll be fine. Ah, she's fine. You gotta let the women sleep. Oh, that whole end sequence was just bananas, and that's what I wrote there: bananas with two underlines. <laughs> In no real world would that have gone down like that. My thing is, no one can see that face in the window. Yeah. That's, I mean, maybe you just don't look up. I don't know. That was my last thought because it's literally positioned at the window. He's given her a nice view. Very considerate. I Honestly, his mindset... I wouldn't put it past him to think she was still alive. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he gave her a baby to hold, you know? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. On a positive note, he doesn't have anything against cats. So, animal lover. <laughs> Who do you think was keeping him company in the attic the whole time? <laughs> Lord. I love when Mrs. Mac goes, Claude, you little prick. <laughs> I just love the energy she brings. And then that dad finds her yelling on the stairs for the cat. And she goes, like, <laughs> flipping him off as he's walking away. I loved her. I'm so down for the Mac attack. She had my heart when she was brushing her teeth with a hat on. It's like, who doesn't? Whenever she was really upset by their Christmas gift to her, she's like, I wouldn't wear this to have my liver out. <laughs> and it's pajamas. Oh. Yeah. I think you're right. She is MVP. Yeah, she's great. Um, so I would I think the only people who deserve to die are the policemen. <laughs> <laughs> Not the you lieutenant. Know, I think the lieutenant's fine. Is that the guy who's like doing everything? Yeah. Like the has the really heavy eyebrows and is kind of like a good looking older man. No, but yes, I agree <laughs> with you <laughs> that he he could live. The laughing police officer. Bernard looks up and he's like, someone just died. It's like, well, maybe this is his like letting off steam. He's like, no, nope, not okay. And you're shaking your head like, nope, not okay. 
Yeah, and then fucking Nash. No, that he was the dumb one. No, I know. I'm just saying he deserved to die, but he didn't die. He deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, none of the girls deserved it. Even Barb, she was kind of a dick, but I think ultimately her heart's in the right place. I think she just needs help. I I think Peter deserved to die just to stop him from committing any future crimes. You saw how he destroyed that piano, man. That was so weird. Something bad's coming. What's going to come? And then he's like, no, we will get married. You be- like it was very like you belong to me like you will be mm. mine and not a sexy dark romance kind of way <laughs> like in a not in a, a not a Zade Meadows way <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not gonna be visiting any house of mirrors she's going in his basement oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He was so upsetting to look at, too. With his it was the turtleneck. And the hair. Yeah. He's also very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care for him. I called him creepy turtleneck the entire time. <gasps> I called him Peter. Peter? Peter, no. Peter. <laughs> I don't want to have the baby. I don't know what accent I'm doing now. That was like half Australian and half I don't know what. Moira Rose <laughs> from Shit's Creek. Where is baby? All right. So, okay. So all the ladies deserve to survive. I think that covers it. Um, I'll tell you the scariest part was just... Seeing that suffocated face rocking in a rocking chair. That was, that did me. And every time I saw it, I had to turn my head. I couldn't look at it. What? I need to read you something I wrote down. (laughs) Okay. I mean, how many shots of the plastic wrapped head do we need? It's losing its effect. Oh my God. Am I psychotic? Am I just a psycho? Am I this numb? <laughs> I was like, okay, we get it. She's plastic wrapped. Dead. No, every time, because every time it was a different shot of her, he had something else by her. The cat was by her. And it was, it just bothered me every time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad that it had, uh, not glad, but like, I'm glad that to other people it was scary because I was like alright we get it she's dead <laughs> give me something else kill somebody else and let me see it <laughs> I, I'm the worst like we said two different <laughs> people in this world hello <laughs> <laughs> Um. okay so my scariest moment was the phone call where he's like saying like let me lick ya and like all this weird like that really disturbed me it was very exorcist too Ooh, yeah I could see that comparison which was kind of I think that was my scariest moment that one too when Mm -hmm. she like takes the mom and I think that was both of ours Mm -hmm. that scene yeah 
all the all the phone calls were were scary. I think that one to me was the worst, but they had a progression as he like got deeper into killing. The weird voices, like how he was different people, very strange. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. unsettling. So <sighs> I thought and I know I mentioned this already that it began so fast. Like it mm-hmm. began with him climbing the trellis. That creep factor's there. The camera's wobbling. He's spying on him. You see from his perspective the phone call right away. And then, like, bam, within the first 10 minutes, he's killed that girl. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then it just like slows. Mm-hmm. And it loses me a little bit. And there's a lot of like barb hijinks in there and following the dad around. And then they go see. Claire's boyfriend for some reason and like he you see him play hockey like all this kind of other stuff happens like I just don't care (laughs) there was an alternate ending they tried to talk the director into where it was Claire's boyfriend doing it oh yeah hmm I so do you have any other scare things that you want to talk about? Cause I'm just going to rattle. Yeah, not, not really. Like that was my big thing. And it happened so frequently throughout the movie that it was always kind of getting me. Okay. So I thought it was really creepy seeing the stalker behind the plastic wrap in the closet. Mm. Um, I thought that was a really creepy shot. And then I was really upset that Barb Margot Kidder had like a giant glass unicorn (laughs) that could be so easily used to kill somebody readily available. It was. Why wouldn't you bring that to college is my question. (laughs) Necessary. It was insane. I mean, it was. It was a long protrusion. The unicorn was the same length as the entire horse head. <laughs> it was. Uh, maybe maybe that was going to be her self-defense mechanism if she ever needed one. <laughs> she would have been too drunk to use it. Most likely. Um, I like the shadow moving in the dark while the girls are on the phone. Or by the phone. I Those were good effects. And I think one of the scariest moments, now that I think about it, is the phone guy being like, the calls are coming from inside the house. Oh, yeah. By the way, did watching that guy trace a call solve any of the mystery of how calls are traced to you? Nope. I have more, I have more questions. <laughs> what the hell is he finding behind that panel? Blinking lights that say There's Belmont? Like 10,000. <laughs> He's running so fast. <laughs> He's booking it. <laughs> they no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Me and Barnard were like, what the fuck is he looking at? <laughs> yes, definitely. Coming from inside the house. Yeah. Gotta get out of there. <coughs> oh, foolish decision. This is huge. The lieutenant calls Nash and was like, I need you to not screw this up. I need you to tell her that 
She needs to get out of the house. Don't tell her about the phone calls. I need you to do that for me. I'm like, don't tell her about the phone calls. What? <sighs> but in true Nash form, he tells her about the phone calls. He fucks up. The worst policeman ever. Uh, also, I really like the shot of the eye through the door crack. I thought that was creepy. Uh, I think I'm done. Did you survive this movie? I think I would have because, and I'll tell you why, and you'll agree with me. We would have been gone <laughs> the moment the holiday started. We wouldn't be dicking around on campus. We'd be home. Mom or dad would have picked us up. Our bags would have been packed. Boom. Out. out. Furthermore, we would never be in a sorority. <laughs> so problem <laughs> solved. Point proven. Yes. I love it. We're survivors. Nerds. Q Beyonce. <laughs> nice <clears throat> yep never. well we don't have to worry about how much therapy they need oh question hmm. did do you think Jess survived or do you think that the stalker came back down to kill her I think he came back down to kill her okay do you I do too I just you know wanted to point that out because we don't know yeah yeah for sure I don't think she's making it I think he'll wait till she like gains consciousness and then she's done. She'll wake up and see him in the corner of her room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, great. So yeah, nobody gets that'll be a fun read listeners poll though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm watching the new Fargo and I'm all about like the Minnesotan accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna come inside to you? hear that throughout the entire holiday season. <laughs> Can you just break it out at random times? I will. I it's fun. I've been say like the past hour. Uh, I've just been talking like that. Um, wait, what's the poll? Does uh, Jess the, get killed? Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, do you think this movie is memorable? Because it is considered iconic. I just want to hear your take on it. I think so. Be just because it was for the first or close to first um, in several different things. I agree. Um, Will I watch it again? Most likely no. Second time rewatch, like rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, this is why I didn't like it. It's just that middle that like there's a long 45 minutes. Yeah. I can appreciate it as it gets place in horror, but mm -hmm. nah. I probably won't watch it again. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I have one large final shot or I have <laughs> small final Take thought. a shot. Okay. One large. Okay. Small one. Uh, Peter was offered to Malcolm McDowell. He turned it down. Regrets it. He should. That would have been such a good cast. Agree. My huge final thought, what the fuck was up with their Christmas tree? Did you see that monstrosity? Mm -mm. You got to go back to the beginning. You see it in the very beginning and look at that fucking Christmas tree. Bert and I are both immediately like picked up on it. 
It's terrible. That's so funny. Okay, I'll have to go back and try to find it. Yeah, I'll try and to then tell me if I'm overreaching with this. I'll try to take a picture of it and post it. Pick yeah. Every tree. time I saw that thing, I was like, "This is the scariest part of this movie." <laughs> That's funny. Um, I have two final thoughts. Three final thoughts. I will say. Um, number one, I like the creepy piano keys music throughout. Uh huh. It gave off spooky vibes. I liked it. Yeah, the sound was good in this movie. Um, I also wrote down, oh, maybe the stalker's leather face. He's breaking down further. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, our poor, our poor killers. <laughs> poor guys. They just need help. Um, and oh my God, I couldn't get over the inhaler technique that Barb used. <laughs> I had to pause because I could not get over it. I, I mean, the, the thing was pointing the wrong way. It was wild. I'll burn her. So I was like, go smack, smoke another pack of cigarettes, Barb. <laughs> Chase it down with some bourbon, Barb. <laughs> All right. Let's rate this fucker. I mean, I'll give it a three. I'm giving it a three as well. Yeah. Like you said, it was slow in the beginning. And there were just a lot of holes that didn't make sense to me. I guess not a lot, just in two parts, but they're two big parts. They're very big parts, yes. I I understand. I, I mean, it was probably, one of, again, one of the first of its kind where, like, it doesn't get solved. You know? There's no happy yeah. ending in the 1970s. Yeah. Probably unusual. So, The Exorcist had, point. like, a happy end. <laughs> like, you know, mildly, but, you know. Sure, sure. Everything's resolved right. well. Yeah. Except for the priest. But anyway. Yeah. I <laughs> um, <clears throat> I still think out of all the movies we watched, Exorcist is like the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Did we I'll give, agree with that. Did we give it five out of five? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Okay. What else do we do during this part of the podcast? Please rate, review follow subscribe click the stars go on instagram at toasty horror t-o-a-s-t-y-h-o-r-r-o-r check out the drinks check out our movies our website www.toasteromcoms.com almost completely updated right now it looks great thank you it looks so good the mobile view is not as good as the like desktop laptop view. And I'm really trying to work on that, but it takes me a while to figure that out. I'm going to be honest. So I'm working on it, but it's a work in progress. I really admire you for that because I would have thrown the laptop at the wall already. (laughs) There's a lot of Google searching happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think it looks really great. I like the themes and all the links and stuff. Thank you. I also love all of your like catchphrases for all the links. Like you have like a little like three or four word description of each podcast and it's really they're all really funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I try to grab people. It worked for me. 
<laughs> poor, poor co-owner. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, really quick. Krampus night was really fun. It was oh, hysterical. Okay. The costumes were incredible. There were probably like twenty different Krampuses, and I wish I could have gotten a picture with all of them. The first one, right? Hmm. Was it the first Krampus night? That I've gone to. I think it's actually been happening for a while. I okay. think since that Christmas village has been going on. Okay. Um, Penn Brewery sponsored Krampus night. So tons of good beer. Mm-hmm. And the band was fun too. So it, it looked packed from what I saw. It it was very crowded. I was kind of shocked for a Tuesday night. But I'll post yeah. pictures of the Krampus that I got pictures with. Awesome. Yeah. I it, don't. It was very good costumes i don't think your daughter would have liked it (laughs) i don't think i would have liked it so fair i was in heaven (laughs) it's like i don't know where to look it's all so great there was one krampus that had like um dummies of kids in its basket that were like passed out it was awesome oh my god (laughs) i was like wow that's commitment until then, watch up, drink up, and, and cheers. cheers.